Hello, everyone. I am Alex Majorana. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. Today, we talked with Plug P, a producer and variety artist based in Denmark. With early influence from his father's diverse choice in music, he learned at a young age that's what he was interested in. After taking some time to find a productive hobby, he found music was his passion. Through various channels of communication, Plug is able to connect and collaborate with artists all over the world. With an unconventional process of music creation, he manages to produce a lot of music for a lot of people. Without further ado, I Hate When by Plug P. If only I could tell you what's on my mind. Never mind, that's a waste of time. My opinion doesn't matter to you. My opinion doesn't matter to you. I hate when people tell me things that just aren't true. And I hate when something that I tell you doesn't matter to you. So don't hit me up when I'm doing well and you're down in the dust. So don't hit me up when I'm doing well and you're down in the dust. I hate when people tell me things that just aren't true. And I hate when something that I tell you doesn't matter to you. So don't hit me up when I'm doing well and you're down in the dust. So don't hit me up when I'm doing well and you're down in the dust. I hate when people tell me things that just aren't true. And I hate when people think they're important and they tell me what to do. So don't hit me up, cause you don't matter to me anymore. So don't hit me up, cause you don't matter to me anymore. I hate when people tell me things that just aren't true. And I hate when something that I tell you doesn't matter to you. So don't hit me up when I'm doing well and you're down in the dust. So don't hit me up when I'm doing well and you're down in the dust. So, uh, Pavel, also known as Plug P, thank you so much for being on with us today. We greatly appreciate it. And the first thing we're going to ask you about is um video editing so you told us you liked uh to do video editing tell us a little bit about that like how you got into it what you're doing now so basically i went through like a, i would say three stages before i got to like music being like my main thing i started off with like digital design in adobe illustrator and photoshop and stuff because basically i just wanted to find some hobby to like waste my time on that wasn't video games so it was kind of a little more productive than video games. And I started off with digital design, but I I was terrible at drawing. So I thought I could cheat my way by doing it digitally, but you still kind of need some kind of talent to get there. So that passed. And then I started making um, animations and after effects. Like, do you, you know, the you obviously know the YouTube channel Trap Nation with like the little logo that's like bouncing uh, with the audio. And like when the bass hits, it, there's like a zoom effect and it like bounces everywhere. So I started making those, but like, I didn't really know where to go with those. So I just kind of like slept on that. 
And once I started making music, I realized that music videos are like a really good thing for like promotion and like engagement or whatever. So I put into use some of the techniques from those like animation editing things into making music videos and like kind of making these little homemade type like amateur looking movies and then putting my music over it and stuff. And I work with a really close friend on Instagram at smithstonesky. He makes really good music videos and we both just like edit videos to mine and like keep our work with and our music. So yeah. your primary your primary video editing stuff is uh, for music videos currently. Did you do anything yes. uh, video editing before then? Yeah, I had worked on some uh, like short movies and stuff with like friends just in our free time. Um, I've, I've done like intros, for example, like my brother wanted to start a YouTube channel. So I made him like a little YouTube intro for his videos and it's like stuff like that, just to like kind of have some work to do with that. But yeah, right now I'll like, I literally just make like tiny little projects in like After Effects, like three second little animations that I'll like use in my music videos, like transitions or whatever. So, yeah. And how did you learn all those programs? Cause they're like, when you're new to Adobe, those programs are hard to navigate. Was it all just like playing around with it or were you like, had somebody showing you what to do? Well, pretty much. Um, I had a lot of free time cause I didn't really like I don't know, I didn't really like going out and hanging out with like friends like my friends did. So I just kind of stayed home and like did random stuff that I could like that I found interesting. So I started off with like, for example, the video editing and the digital design stuff, watching like I'll pull up like a tutorial, but all the tutorials were like by these like professionals who've been doing it for years and they're like three hour long tutorials for the intro. But I was like, that's not worth my time. And I don't want to do like regular stuff. So I just kind of taught myself by messing around with it for a really long time. And I kind of applied the same thing to music with FO Studio. I just kind of messed around until I found a workflow that works for me. And like, even now, when I work with people and like friends and stuff, and they see how I work, they're kind of like, that doesn't look right. Or like, I haven't seen others who are like that. And I'm like, oh, that's just like how I learned it. So that's what, yeah, that's how I how I learned those programs. Yeah, new way of doing thing is not necessarily wrong. So, <laughs> I mean, we've heard your stuff. Yeah, I, exactly. I think you sound pretty good. So tell us a little bit about <laughs> how you started to get into music then. Okay, so I think literally the earliest memory I have of like finding like a song or like a piece of music that I really liked was uh, Clint Eastwood by The Gorillas when I was in like kindergarten, not kindergarten, maybe I was in like first or second grade, something like that. And my dad showed me it because my dad uh, used to be like a DJ. So he, he's really been into music for a really long time. And he would just play stuff in the car. And I really liked it. And I would like sing along not knowing anything about the song. And he would always like show me like new music that like, he would never show me like, music that came from the same place like the same genre every single time he played me anything would be something new like uh i was really big i was a really big fan of depeche mode when i was uh smaller um uh I'm to think. guns and roses i went through that phase <laughs> um and yeah pretty much i 
basically I had a lot of like different music cultures introduced to me when I was really small. And um, we were looking at music cultures in music class when I got to like the end of elementary school. And basically we would use like GarageBand to create like little adaptations or like use different music cultures as inspiration to create our own pieces. And I would stay in during like lunchtime or like after school and just mess around on GarageBand when I was like bored. So I basically learned how to make music on GarageBand. And after a couple months of doing that, I was like, this is kind of going well. So let me like try to actually do it in like my free time at home and stuff. And I got like some random terrible DAW on my laptop and I just started messing around with that. And probably the first time I took it seriously was a start of high school in ninth grade. Uh, I moved to Denmark where I currently live and I randomly, some of my friends that I met were like recording like music, recording songs over like random beats off of YouTube and, and, and like recording it in GarageBand. So I was like, we'll put those two together. I'll make the beats and then they'll record. And then it just kind of kept going from there. I made like internet friends and now I work with them on like a daily basis pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Now so tell us, tell us a little bit about like what you do like as a producer. Okay, well, I would say there's a couple like different methods uh, that like every internet producer or like producer uses to like work with others. Probably the main one I do is with um, close friends that I have or like just like people that I talk to a lot that I just met over the internet on like SoundCloud or whatever. And I'll literally FaceTime them or like call them on Discord and I'll be like, what kind of song do you want to make next? And then they'll be like, oh, I wouldn't want to do like a... I don't know, like a cheesy indie pop like song with really basic, you know, just a guitar and drums. So I'll get a guitar, I'll put random, I'll play some random chords or whatever and make the beat. And I basically do it with that over FaceTime every single time I work with like someone really closely and like we kind of split all the like profits and like credit and all of that. So it all works really nicely. And then uh, I would say the next part is pretty, the other way is kind of just making beats by myself in my room. So I'll literally, from scratch, uh, sometimes I'll make like a completely unique like uh, sound on a synthesizer and I'll make a melody out of it, play it, uh, add the drums, bass lines, all of that, arrange it all. And then I'll send it out to random artists who I don't usually talk to or who are way bigger than me, right? Like I just want to work with in general because they sound cool. And that's, I guess that's the other way. And then sometimes I'll even just like make like a little sample of like a drum loop or like a little melody sample and I'll send that out for someone else to work with. And then it's like a collaboration with a different producer. Yeah. And how are you finding these artists that like you don't traditionally work with? So, well, the person I work with the most over the past like two years that I've been doing this seriously, uh, Young Blasian, who you know, and I literally found him. There's a, there's a, there's like a function on SoundCloud called radio. And if you click radio on a certain song, it'll play you other songs related to that. And the way I found people was like, I click radio and message every single person in that song. Like, let's work, let's like, let's do something. And usually the replies are just like, yeah, okay, send me something or oh, whatever, whatever. But uh, Blazion replied like, 
yeah, I'm down. Here's my Instagram. DM me there. Let's work. Let's do something, whatever. And from then on, we kind of like, uh, it started off just like, he'll send me his vocals, I'll mix it, and then the song is out. But it turned into like us talking about the process of how we make music, and then inspiration, and then just a general conversation about what we do in our free time, for example. And now I consider him one of my best friends. So it's literally just by chance finding people on SoundCloud and I'll DM them on SoundCloud or like, <clears throat> or like on Discord, uh, there's like servers with like hundreds of people who make the same type of music as I do. And like someone will put in like a demo and be like, oh, what do you guys think of this? And then I'll be like, that's cool. If I like that, whatever, we should work. And then, yeah, those are the kind of the main methods to find people. So what's it like being able to work with such a diverse, like, range of people? Honestly, I think that's my main, like, that's what I say is kind of like my selling point, because I try to work with as many people as possible, regardless of how big they are, or regardless of how much they'll pay me, or how much I'll get up front, or how much I'll get after, or whatever. So I just try to work with as many different people as possible, because that allows me to kind of do every genre, pretty much. So it, it's really, it, it keeps me inspired pretty much to work with different people because they'll all have some weird different idea that if they hit up a random internet producer probably won't be able to do. So yeah, that's pretty much inspiration and like kind of like creative sparks are kind of the main thing I get from that. So when you create a relationship with these artists, is, it, is there like a different working dynamic like when you work with somebody like young Blasian versus um somebody else who you've met over soundcloud like what's that dynamic like artist to artist well <clears throat> i'd say the main thing is how um how detailed we get into the actual song making process because <clears throat> if i send my beat out to a random person on the internet or just some artists that I think is cool and when I'm not that close with, they can't really change anything about it. They just have the beat, they can cut it up, they can slow it down, pitch it up, speed it up, that's it. But with someone who I'm close with and I know is kind of like a, it's kind of like a grind together. Like we're both trying to like push each other up as much as possible. I'll put more effort into trying to get it exactly how they want. So like, I'll be like, I'll make a melody or something and he could be like oh pitch that one note up one like just a little bit uh speed it up a tiny bit should change something there add a stutter there something like that and it kind of it's a more collaborative feeling than just sending it out and just hoping someone likes it yeah so on working with all of these people and on all of these different beats like how do you kind of how do you deal with that workload, especially like you're still in school? So how do you kind of even that out a little bit? Well, ever since I was small, I've kind of been able to function relatively well on very little sleep. <laughs> and that's kind of that kind of lets me stay up really late, do stuff, sleep for two hours, wake up and then go to school. Like that. it's just it, it's kind of hard. But once you kind of get into the habit of it, it kind of seems normal. So. I literally find every single second of time that I have to work on music, to work on music. Like I'll skip out on like hanging out with friends or like going to out or going to a party or something like that 
if there's like a song that I really want to work with or like or like doing something like this for example it like it's something that I has to do with music and I enjoy doing and I'd rather do that than anything else so like I'll prioritize whatever I want to do over anything else so for example music I'll prioritize over hanging out with friends any day <laughs> as bad as it sounds <laughs> yeah and when did you know that music was something that you wanted to pursue as much as you are right now? I think the time period that that happened was um, kind of at the start of high school when I couldn't wait to get home to work on music when being out with friends or like when I'm out with friends and I'll start thinking of something or like uh, I'll start a song and then go out and in the meantime while I'm out I'll think of ways to finish that song or continue that song and kind of, that was kind of when like it seemed like uh, less of a hobby and more like a like a job kind of like a need to do something because it really like itched me when I didn't like get to work on something or like when I had some kind of obstacle come up or like something that I had to do instead of working on music so I'll say that that was kind of the epiphany moment so you've been doing this for a pretty good chunk of time now and you said you had like an old doll that was garbage and you're using like fl studio now right so what are what are some of the steps in between yeah. that what did what have you used what do you prefer what kind of things do you like to get your hands on so I started off on GarageBand, which is, I think, pretty much like the main thing that everyone kind of starts off because it's just like on your phone, for example, and like everyone like on like a road trip or something, you don't have Wi-Fi, so you just like do random loops on GarageBand or like cl click buttons. And I think the first uh, the first DAW I ever like downloaded was called Mixcraft, and I literally just searched up on Google music making program, some just something along those lines. And that was the first one that came up. So I just like, I downloaded that and I just messed around with that, but it, there wasn't a lot of resources out there for that DAW. So I kind of went on YouTube to find which like, uh, which software was coming up the most for like tutorials and stuff. And that was FL Studio. So I downloaded FL Studio and went from there. And even now I try to use different like, it's like different softwares to make music. For example, like uh, if my friend has GarageBand or like has Logic Pro on on their Mac, I'll be like, let me work on that or something. Like, when can I like come over and like do something with it? Because it's just a different workflow. I might get something else useful out of it. So along with those programs, um, how many instruments do you play? Because you said you talked about playing the guitar earlier. So kind of like my like music production I play all these really like unconventionally so like uh I the only instrument I would say I can play properly is drums I'm I kind of started off like my first kind of thing to do with music was drums so I learned how to play the drums and I would say I play piano and guitar in the way that I can play them and then make them sound a lot better than I actually played them using production software. So for example, I have a piano in here and I have like a random acoustic guitar that I bought and I'll literally play every note one by one and then stitch it all together and then it sounds like I, I can play guitar really well. 
Yeah. Oh man, honestly, that's a power move. Like, whatever <laughs> works. <man>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's an unconventional way to play music, but like that's the way you oh, get yeah, it like, done, I think, right? I th- yeah, I think I think the, probably the weirdest thing I do is I play guitar like I just put it on my lap, so it's like laying down, and I literally play like from above with my fingers, and that's how I record everything. <laughs> why? <laughs> it, why? How did that <laughs> happen? Let me, let me tell you. Okay, so I got the guitar like a month ago, something like that. And it's kind of, it's harder for me to like grab the, like, like to like to press the, the strings down. So I literally just put it on my lap and I can literally pick the strings exactly which ones I want and just press down on them from above with my fingers. And it's easier to play one note at a time for me. And then stitch it all together and you have a, you have a song. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I think I think me and me and Blazion have like three or four songs out coming out where I play guitar all like that, and it sounds like, or everyone I showed it to say it sounds like a regular kind of guitar player playing. <laughs> See, that's the beauty of music. Like the people who are listening have no idea that you were playing it like face up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One string but at you a time. know yeah. when you're listening to it. <laughs> you don't. How that yeah, process you don't see the struggle of like. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like if you asked me to play like a, uh, like a C major chord on a guitar, I couldn't do that. I don't know any of the notes. I just go off by ear as well. Okay. Yeah. I just... <laughs> <laughs> what? <is>? Okay. <laughs> We're just not... Whatever works. I just think that's yeah. so silly. Oh my God. I love that so much. Like, honestly, <laughs> that is so yeah, good. I was thinking of, I sometimes, yeah, I sometimes go live on Instagram and I'll just be like doing some guitar playing and I'll just lay it down in my lap and watch people just like laugh at me <laughs> or something in the comments. And so what song, can you give us one of yeah. the songs where you're playing it like that? So like when we all so listen we to listen. it, we can have that visual of how that song was put together. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. How did we don't have any out right now? Because I just got it recently. Oh, okay. But I can, I can, I can just send you some stuff on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll hear it. We'll hear yeah. it after. Right, yeah. Um, speaking of you going on Instagram Live, um. I know you've been on a couple other things. You've done a few uh, online concerts with a couple other guys. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Like, how many have you done? What's that experience kind of like? So, I think those kind of started becoming really popular at the start of COVID since, like, you can't really do concerts in real life anymore. But it worked especially well since this community that I'm in is so like widespread across the world that it worked really well because you can get people who can't attend those IRL things, you can get them to attend them online. So what you have is you invite like as many people as you want to do basically a DJ set of like their songs, friends songs, songs they like, and they make those like, I don't know, 15, 30 minute sets and they send them to you and then you get as many people as you can to join a discord server and you play those sets and it just goes on for like however long you want it to go on for 
Uh, I've played, I th I'll say four, I think. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, uh, one of them was a lot smaller and was like a group thing. And you, it's pretty much just a collection of like friends or like mutual friends. You get together and you just put on like a, I don't know, like a four hour show, for example, and you just listen to music and like you can talk and stuff. And uh, uh, me and my group that I'm in called Bass Boys, we actually arranged one uh, for a couple weeks ago. And we had 27 artists and it lasted like nine hours. So I, it was pretty much just like nine hours of just listening to like music and stuff. Yeah. So what's the preparation for an event like that? Like reaching out to the artists, what kind of sets like did you prepare um, to play? How did that whole day go? Yeah. Well, we started arranging it. Uh, we started talking about it in December, and we were like, we should, we should do it a couple months, uh, like in a couple months, because it's not going to be possible to get that many people in a short, like, um, short bit of time. Especially since some of the people in the community have like, uh, <laughs> or not even community, but just in general, in music have like this god complex and like don't reply to stuff, and they take a while just like because they have a bigger following stuff like that not that that happened but we knew that that type of stuff happens so we were like we'll like give us a lot of time so we can prepare properly so we started asking people around the end of december uh and it was going to happen on the 7th of march and we basically went like basically shot for the stars we tried to get as many big people as possible and we got a couple of like really big acts and stuff like that. So we basically give uh, everyone a deadline and we're like, we need everyone set by here, by this time, otherwise you're not gonna perform. And then anyone who didn't submit it, uh, we, gave us, we gave ourselves like a week to get new sets for that. So it would either be like, um, as a group, we make like this like sets to be in place for that. Or like we get someone who really wanted to do a set and we're like, there's a spot open if you still want to do it, stuff like that. So it's like, I would say around two months of preparation to get like a really big kind of event set up. So yeah. have you ever done any live shows yourself? No, I've never done a single live show doing performing anything. Do you intend to? Yeah. Um, I've, I've thought about that a lot because my music, at least for my music, it's very production based and there's a lot of like production techniques to manipulate like my voice and stuff just to make it different because no one, everyone's experienced like listening to their voice and recording and not liking it. And like, I have that to a very, like very apparent degree. So I really have to like manipulate like the hell out of my voice to get it sounding good to me so i don't know how that would work in real life but i i'm open to like trying to do that in a different way that's not like conventional but so maybe yeah, some I, sort I of like dj like set yeah something something more dj rather than performing like a singing thing so you said earlier that your dad was a dj and you were you know exposed to a lot of different kind of music as you were growing up, did that have an influence of the music that you produce now? Yeah, I, 
I would say that's like that was like the, the biggest thing that like got me to make the music that I make now because for the longest time I wanted I wanted to make drum and bass music because that's kind of one of the things my dad showed me and I really liked listening to that type of stuff but I was never technically able to like I didn't have the kind of skills to do that but recently I've gotten the chance to and I've just kind of been like uh like immersed myself in com completely in like drum and bass music and like now that's like I would say 50% of everything I make so that like that's one of the biggest influences I have and then like I also have like a spam account on SoundCloud where I like remake beats of like famous old songs and stuff and I do like covers of them and I sing on them when I'm bored so like I have like covers of like uh, some Depeche Mode songs actually and like other random just random old songs that I like. So what would you say your favorite genre is um, both to work on and to listen to? Um, I would say recently, like in the last like couple of weeks, because it changes a lot because I try to jump from like every, like jump from genre to genre. I think I would say in the recent week, it's been like, uh, like house EDM type stuff, like very clubby, dancey kind of stuff. And we've been making a lot of those songs with Blasian, me and, me and Blasian. And I've also been kind of listening to that type of stuff. But I really like listening to, I like listening to really um, like obscure, really small underground artists with like completely uh, like unconventional ways of like mixing and stuff. And like, um, just like stuff that's generally looked down upon by like professionals and stuff. Cause I think that type of stuff is really like um like it's really like gritty and like bass heavy and all that stuff and like it's really like like you put in like headphones and like when it when the song plays you can feel like your ears vibrating and stuff and i i just love that type of stuff it's completely like chaotic and like restless so i would say like underground like electronic alternative stuff so let's talk a little bit about uh, some of your other inspirations. So you talked about your dad and some of the music you listened to when you were younger. Uh, you told us that like one of the things that inspires you a lot is like your and your friends experiences. So could you talk about that a little bit? Well, uh, when it comes to that, uh, in terms that that part of, I guess that that way of talking about inspiration is in terms of writing. So when I write songs or when I help my friends write songs, it'll usually be based on uh, like a very specific experience, and I'll it, it'll be like pretty much just blowing some a really small experience out of proportion and making like a whole song about it. And uh, or like I'll ask my like for example, I have a friend uh, called Anna, and I'll literally text Anna, and I'll be like give me something to write a song about something that's like irritating you or something that like you want to get out or something that like you think about or whatever. And then uh, she'll give me like an idea of like a very specific scenario. And then I'll write a whole song about it and like be way too detailed, but I'll do it anyway. And yeah, that's what I meant by experiences. So how often do you write music like how often are you like writing lyrics and whatnot well 
I kind of have uh, a habit of like starting songs and then letting them sit in my computer for like months and never finishing them. So like, I would say I start at least like five songs a week and I'll have like, I don't know, like three, four lines written ready. So I kind of write stuff every day and like the good stuff I record. So it'll literally be, I'll literally have like three words even. So just something like a start of a line in my notes app, like in my voice memos. And I'll start a line with that and then a song with that. And I'll be like, all right, I'll finish it later. And I never finish it. And like, I'll say the majority of songs that I have out, like solo songs were like, have been in like the making, like we're being worked on for months. Cause it will just be like a little part that I come back to finish or something like that. So I would say I write like lyrics every day, but when it comes to like sitting down and writing specifically, like I'll sit down like on my laptop or like on my, at my PC and just write a full song, like I don't know, once every couple of weeks, something like that. Cause it's, it's kind of hard to like stay inspired cause I'm not exactly the best writer. So it takes a while for me to write and I kind of lose the motivation to finish stuff. Yeah. So then let's talk about some of those songs that you have written. Um, tell us a little bit about the ones that you have out, like some of your solo or some of the things that you've worked on. We know that uh, you just released a song, Out of Control. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Um, okay, so that song, I believe I started in November and I finished it literally last week when I like released it. And it was uh, me and my friend. No, it wasn't November. It was Christmas. It was, I started it on literally on Christmas Eve. And um, me and my friend Anna that I mentioned before, since we don't celebrate Christmas because we're from that like a different part of the world, we basically went out into the city uh, on Christmas Eve and there was nobody there because everyone celebrated Christmas. And we literally just filmed a bunch of clips because we both didn't know what to do. And like, we didn't want to just like sit at home and stuff. And we filmed those clips and I literally just, as soon as I came home, I asked Anna like, I'll make a music video to this and I'll, um, I'll make a, like I'll literally make the music video first and then I'll make a song to go with the music video. And the music video I never like fully finished. So it's still somewhere on my PC, but the song I finished and it was literally just like, uh, like, I don't, it was kind of like, a, I don't know like what to do with myself just kind of I don't know, like it had to do with kind of quarantine and kind of being like alone all the time and you just kind of start to lose your head <laughs> it was kind of that that type of deal but the a lot of the stuff that I like write is not very direct it's just like really kind of I kind of just put stuff like out there into space with no real kind of purpose I just kind of say things that like come to mind yeah so for that song, the, the music video came before the song. Is that uh, common when it comes to like the music videos that go with your music? Or is it usually song first, then the video, inspiration after? Well, I would say as of recently, it's been more like I'll record videos and I'll think of like what song would go well with this video or like what type of like... Uh, feeling or like like environment could this be played in or like what kind of vibe would it have or whatever and so for example I filmed like a random video of me uh, 
the the path I take home from my friend's place to my place and I walk it it's like a 30 minute walk and I just feel myself running and like just pointing at the ground and you just see me running and I went home and as soon as I came home I I made like a really fast like um dark like ambient like EDM song like we're just pumping bass and stuff like that and it's really like in your face and stuff like that so I would say recently it's been more like just me recording videos as a form of inspiration because I'll think of ways to make music to fit the vibe of the video yeah so do you have anything in particular that you're excited about that you're currently working on that we're going to get to see soon so uh, I've had a recent kind of um, I've put a lot of focus into me and Young Blazing stuff because we kind of this is like the first couple of months where we felt really confident in our music being like uh, like we'd be confident with having it spread as far as possible. So we the kind of EDM phase that we started going through, that's kind of uh, like a really exciting thing that we want to release because we've been in talks with like people like in the industry and stuff uh, who really like it and are like offering to help us promote and stuff like that. So there's like two, three songs that we're really kind of waiting to release because we think they'll be kind of well accepted, <laughs> well received. And uh, Sydney, do you have any other questions for Plug? Where can we find you online? Where can we listen to your music? Where can we follow you? Where's all that information? So my my social handle everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, all of it is at PlugPMated altogether, all, all lowercase. Um, on SoundCloud, it's just PlugP. It's like one of the first options that comes up or like it'll be like a song of mine that I produced that comes up before it. Uh, and on Spotify and Apple Music and all the other streaming services, it's Plug P Beats because I started off with that name, but I can't change it after it's on Spotify. So it's Plug P Beats on Spotify and Apple Music. All right. Yeah. Well, um, Plug, thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate it. We enjoyed having you on. Of course, it was a pleasure. This has been Little Known Tracks. Thank you so much for listening. If you or a loved one want to be featured or know someone who should, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, do yourself a solid and follow us at LKT Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. See you soon. Mm-hmm.